Road to Life. We love you. We're so glad to be back together on our podcast. We're here with Pastor Mike Shepline, and we're going to hear the message from Sunday where you can be inspired through the Word of God and maybe even a funny story. For more information, visit RoadToLifeChurch.com, and we'll see you next week. We, last week, we started talking about something that we called favor. Everybody say favor. Favor. And you know, when you think about favor, is that the Bible talks to us in the New Testament, and it says that we are favored by God, that God's favor is in and over our life. And a, found, a foundation scripture that we read, and I want to just read it again, because it's talking about Jesus. In John chapter 1, verse 15, and we're going to read through verse 17, it says this, John testified repeatedly about him. The him is capital H, that's Jesus, and has cried out, testifying officially for the record with validity and relevance. This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has a higher rank than I and has priority over me for he existed before me. Now look at verse 16, for out of his fullness, this is Jesus, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have all received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. Now how many of you, I like that verse right there, but he said because of Jesus we have all received grace upon grace, and then they define grace upon grace, and it means spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. Verse 17, for the law was given through Moses, but grace, unearned and undeserved favor of God and truth came through Jesus Christ. And last week, what we did is we began to unpack the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. Just like he said here, he said that the law, or we could say uh, the Ten Commandments, the Levitical law, he's speaking of the old covenant, was given through Moses, but he said that unearned and undeserved favor and truth, grace comes through Jesus Christ. You know, in the Old Testament, the law was given for, I'm just going to give you a few reasons, but number one, the law was given to reveal to us that we have a sin problem, we, that we have a sin problem. And then no matter how hard we try, we still make mistakes. How many of you made a mistake this week? How many of you may, you know, and you think about it, and it was through Adam and him opening the door to sin, we were all born into sin. Every one of us was born into sin. If I could put it in a very practical way, if I had a mold up here and I was going to make a motorcycle fender, if the very first motorcycle fender had a crack in it, then every motorcycle fender that came out of it would have a crack because it came after the mold of the first one. And the first one was Adam. And, and we, we know in the Bible that the Bible says that sin can't stand 
in God's presence. And it talks about in Romans chapter 6 and verse 7 that there is what's called a sin nature. We have a, there's a, it's part of the flesh. It's part of the natural world around us. That in, in the goal of the law was simply to point us to the point where we realize that I'm not good enough and I need a savior. I can't do it myself. I can't clean myself up. I can't, I will make mistakes in my life and I need a savior. And when we make Jesus the Lord of our life, the Holy Spirit comes into us and the Bible tells us that we're born again or born of the spirit or like Ezekiel prophesied, a new spirit and a new heart. And Jesus talked about this in John chapter three, verse one through verse 18. And then if you read second Corinthians five, it says that now we have been adopted by God. We've been adopted by God and he wants us to see him as a loving father in our life. That's how God wants us to view him and see him. But it's all by faith. So no one has an advantage over anybody else. It doesn't matter how you were raised or where you were raised. What matters is, is the condition of your heart and humility to say, Lord, I put you first in my life. And then the Holy Spirit begins to transform our life. But now, and when you think about this, we come into God and he never promised us a life without problems, but now we're still going to face stuff and go through things that just like before, but now Jesus has come into our life. And so he's got a whole new way to live. It's a whole new ball game because of the Holy Spirit in us. He's changing us from the inside out, which is the grace and the favor of God and the law we change from the outside in. What, what the law was is it was to curb outside behavior, but when the Holy Spirit comes into our life, he changes us on the inside. And because of free will, we must choose to adjust our thinking and our views, and we've got to choose to align and learn about him for him to agree and begin to change our life. Like, let, let me just, it's not us earning it, but it's us flowing with him. It's not me being good enough, but it's me agreeing with him and saying, Lord, I agree with you and I align and I flow with you. Like, let me give you a great example. Um, I'm an early riser and I, how many of you like to sleep with your windows open? How many, I like to sleep with my windows open and like this morning I got up and it was 54 and I'm like, oh, I like, you know, and I like to sleep with my windows open, but about a week or two ago. And so if, it, if I look and temperature is going to go down, I'll open up the windows. And so um, about a week or so ago, I noticed in our house, air conditioning works great. It works great. But at about, you know, midday, I'm like, man, this house is hot. It's hot. And I looked at my wife. I said, did you mess with thermostat? She said, no. And then we were outside and she, she basically pointed and said, you left all the windows open. How many of you know what I'm saying? So the air conditioner is running nonstop, but it can't cool because I've left all the windows open. And what, we, what we've got to realize is God is saying, you know what? My favor is great enough 
and it's strong enough for your life, but you're going to need to close the windows. You're, you're going to need to agree with me. You're going to need to align with me. And if you agree with me and, and you align and you cooperate with me, he said, my favor is more than enough for your life. But how many of you know, no matter how strong my air conditioner is, if I leave the windows open, it isn't going to cool the house. And sometimes in our life, we're saying, God, what's going on? And he's saying, excuse me, my favor is enough, but I need you to align. I need you to agree. I need you to cooperate with me and my word and the Holy Spirit, and he'll change you on the inside, and my favor is enough. God's favor is over our lives, y'all. My wife agrees. That's super awesome. I appreciate that, baby. I say God's favor is over our life. His favor, you say, well, I'm having a struggle. Life, you're going to have struggles. We're going to go through things. But God's favor is over our life. His favor is over our life. I don't earn it like in the old, I cooperate with it. See, when you think about it is I am a spirit. It says that in, in Genesis 1.26 that we are made in the image of God. I am a spirit. I have a soul. My soul is my mind, which is how I think. My will, which is how I choose. And my emotions, which is how I feel. And then I have a body. And when you think about, our, you know, you think about our body, I do the best I can. But how many of you have noticed somebody the other day said to me they're older than me and said, they say, and pardon, this is what they said. I'm just going to quote what they said. They said, getting old as hell. That's what they said. I thought, Jeez, I'm not going to agree with that. I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying? But they were, they were just, and, but the, the Bible says that the outward man is perishing and we're going to get a new body. So spiritually, I've been born again. Okay. In the future, I'm going to get a new body, but I'm going to do the best I can with the one I got. How many of you know what I'm saying? The old adage, if the barn needs paint and paint it, you know what I'm saying? Is the, the, um, but now the one key or the one area is my soul. It's my thinking where it begins to and continues to change based on what God says in his word. And then my body will just follow and go in that direction. Look at what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse one and two. He said, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God. Now look at this, which is your rational, logical, and intelligent act of worship. Rational, logical, and intelligent deals with my thinking. It's my thinking. Rational, logical, and intelligent, he's talking to me about my thinking. And look at what he said. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually. How do I do that? By the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves 
what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Look at the way the New Living Translation says, verse 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. How is God going to change my life? By changing the way I think. Well, why does God want to change the way I think? Because I'm raised and live in a fallen world. I have patterns and habits from from just living down here. And God says, you've got to allow me now to begin to renew your mind and change the way that you think. And when you change the way that you think and you begin to cooperate and you begin to agree and you begin to apply and you begin to put me there. See, we've got to realize God is going to change our life and the way that he's going to do it is by changing the way that I think. See, I can love God. I can want God. I can pray every day for God's best. I can read my Bible every day. I can even be committed and go to church as we should every single week. But if my thinking doesn't change, realize this, this is my will. And my will is what got messed up all the way back at Adam and Eve. And what God is saying is I need you to align your will that you are a new creation, that you are favored by me, that I do love you, that I do have a plan for your life, and that when you go through this natural world, I'm going to teach you a whole new way to think. And as you think differently, you'll experience life differently. Are you with me? You know, but in order for us to live in what God promises, I've got to take what I read and learn about God and how he says to live and ask the Holy Spirit to help me and to change the way that I think. I don't know about you, but I find that my greatest problem is my thinking. How many of you know what I'm saying? It is just, it just, it's like, Lord, it's not the desire. And God's like, you have to realize that I need you to cooperate with me, to agree with me. And when you read something in my word, just simply say, yes, Lord, I agree with that. I need you to help me. I need you to help me, God, because I can't do it. The law was all about you doing it. The New Testament is about the Holy Spirit in you, changing you from the inside out and growing. You know, you, you think about it, and this is, I'm just going to, this is number one, is I must shift my thinking from works to grace for there to be core change in my life. Core change, when I say core change, it's from the inside out. Core is something that has changed. The hooks are gone. God is not, he's not interested in all the outside superficial. He's interested in the inside. God wants, he knows that if I will open up to him on the inside, all of the stuff that's on the outside is only a matter of time, but it's the stuff on the inside. And so I've got to shift my thinking from, oh, I need to do works, works, works to God. It's your grace. It's the power of your Holy Spirit that changes me. You know, before I used to come to, before I came to the Lord, which was 
a lot of years ago, I used to go out in college and party with my buddies. Now, you say, well, I still party. Yeah, but I probably partied a little bit different than you. How many of you are with me on that? And we, we would we'd, we'd go out and party, and it was not the good kind of partying. I, I, Christians can, you know what I'm saying. It, it, <laughs> it was not the good kind. And you know, right now, I party all I want. I'm going to be honest with you. I party all I want. I just don't want to anymore. God changed my want to. He changed me on the inside. And when he changes us on the inside, the struggles on the outside just align. They just align. And sometimes we focus on, oh, I can't. Oh, I shouldn't. Oh, this. Oh, that. If, you, if, you, if your acceptance, and what we've got to realize is if your acceptance by God is based on your performance, you'll struggle with seeing God through, the, through a proper lens. If your acceptance from God is based on your performance, you're going to struggle with seeing God through the proper lens. We apply the truths of the Bible to our life, but that application must be through grace and not law and works in our life. Where we stop and we say, Lord, I'm going to apply it to my life, but I need you. Grace, because he did it all, and I'm loved, I'm accepted, and I'm valued by God. I love to learn what he says about me and do it because it lifts my life. It's not do this, it's God, I know you love me, I know you care about me, and Lord, I trust you, and you're navigating my life, and Lord, your ways lift my life. You're not up there with a fly swat, you're up there trying to lift me in my life. See, this causes me to be loving, valuing, forgiving, and accepting of others because of how much God did for me. It just automatically causes it. But when you think about the law and works is I try to do what God, this is what it says, is I try to do what God says because the better I do, the more that he loves me. That is an Old Testament law mindset. Let me just tell you straight up, God's love doesn't diminish for you after you've made a mistake or before and everything's going great. God's love for you is the same all the time. It's the same all the time. And when you think about law is my performance earns my acceptance in God's blessing on my life. No, I'm already favored by God. And because I believe in his favor, I want his ways and I want to do, and I ask the Holy Spirit to help me and I'm changed from the inside. But the legalistic law aspect of it says the more I perform, the more God loves me. Realize this, this causes me to be comparative, resentful, and judgmental of other people in my life because I'm striving, I'm striving, I'm striving. It's, it's all about my performance. I'm just going to, in case you didn't know this, we're all messed up. I'm going to say it again. We're all messed up. Every one of us is messed up. You say, well, I know. So it's when we stop and we say, I'm messed up and I'm going to stay here rather than look to the image of God's word and say, Lord, this is an area I need your help. And I invite you to come in and I agree with you about that area of my life. And I want you to change me. 
It's me agreeing with God's word, his love and, his, and the power of the Holy Spirit that brings what I call ungrunting change to my life. You know what ungrunting change is? How many of you have ever grunted to change something? Oh, I'm not going to, oh, I'm not going to, oh, I'm not going to, oh, I'm not. God wants to get it to the point where it's on the inside where it's, mm, I don't want to. Mm, I'm not going there. Mm, the hook is gone. You know, and it's all about, when you, when you think about it, is it's about it directly. I don't know what your lens is right now with God. If your lens is you're favored by God or if your lens is I'm earning his favor, God wants to adjust that lens because that lens will determine everything. Years ago, I had a uh, buddy of mine and he was a pastor and he had um, rented a house and he had always wanted to buy a house in Southern California. And, and, um, and so he'd rented this house for a lot of years and, and, um, and the Lord spoke to him and he was always praying. He said, Lord, I want to buy a house. Lord, I want to I buy a house. And the Lord spoke to him one day and said, well, why don't you take care of the house you're in like you own it instead of just rent it? And he was like, and you say, well, his yard wasn't good, nothing. So he called me and he said, the Lord spoke to me and I need to paint my house. Will you come over and help me? <laughs> I'm like, wait, the Lord spoke to you. <laughs> you know, but I did. And so I went over and we, 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 and it is his, his wife picked the color, you know what I'm saying? And the landlord, he's paying for everything. Do you know that a year after this, the landlord called him on the phone and said, you know what? I'm going to sell you that house. You get, and you know what I'll do? I'll work with you. And part of your rent is going to go toward the down payment. But I'm going to sell you because you've been taking such good care of that house. How many of you know God is good? And, and so his wife picked the color. And the landlord's like, you're paying. You go right ahead. So his wife picks a color. And we're spraying it. And he stands back and he looks at it. And he's looking at it. And he says to me, that has got to be the ugliest color I have ever seen in my life. And I, I looked at it. I didn't think it was that ugly. But he was standing there and he had these sunglasses on that were yellow. And I said to him, I said, well, what color does it look like to you? He, he said, I'm just going to be honest. It looks like baby poop brown is what he basically said. I said, no way. I, and I walked over to him and I took his glasses off. And he's like, oh, that looks a whole lot better. He said, sometimes in our life, the lens we're seeing God through is an inaccurate wrong lens. And God is saying, you are seeing me in a way that I am not. I am a God of favor. I am a God of grace. I am not on the outside counting how many times you go down. I'm on the inside encouraging you and lifting you and changing you from the inside out. And sometimes in our life is we've got this lens of God and it's an inaccurate lens. It's not a lens that I'm loved, that I'm favored, that I don't earn his grace. I cooperate with his grace. I agree with his word. I apply it to my life. And when I went through every single day in my life, I ask him to help me. And, and so what happens is in our lives is very simply is we grow. We grow and we move forward in our life, but we must make a shift in our thinking from works to grace for there to be a core change in our life. Look at what it says in, in 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. It says, all scripture, how many, how many of you know when, when it says all scripture, there's not like one that's not in there? 
says every scripture, all is all. All scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, and it's profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error, and for restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably, personal integrity, and moral courage, so that the person of God will be complete and proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Every one of us has quirkies. We all got quirkies. If you don't think you have a quirky, hang out with me for a couple days. I'll let you know what they are. How many of you know what I'm saying? We all got quirkies. And what we do is we realize that I'm under the favor of God. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside. It's not a bunch of legalism. I'm not earning my performance, but God loves me. He cares about me. He gave me his word to get my thinking right. Because if my thinking doesn't get right, then I will, even though I'm heaven bound, I'll live in heaven hell on earth. And so he's wanting to adjust my thinking because then my will agrees with his will and his will comes in into my life. And what we've got to realize is that God is saying, I need you to agree that all of my word is inspired. Not some of it, not the scriptures you like, not the passages you agree with, but every one of them is inspired by God and it's profitable for instruction, for correction in my life. And so when I get into the word, the very when we talk about living under the favor of God is when I get into the word I don't read it legalistically and beat myself up but I read it I look at it and I say Lord I need you to help me because what I realize right here is you got a higher way that you want to lift my life and I say yes amen I, I, I say yes to it. I agree. See, grace isn't the absence of standards, but it's the acknowledgement of standards and the inviting of the Holy Spirit to change us from the inside out. It's me just looking at it saying, God, I realize this. I realize this. You know, sometimes in my relationship or my, or my walk with the Lord, how many of you know what you're, you, you're really super, let's just be honest, you know your quirkies. You know what I'm saying? How many of you just got an area that's a rub? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, mm. and, and you know, when I came in, um, I got my I got my shirt on one step closer. Somebody said to me, they said, "Well, I don't want just one step. I want two or three or five every single day." How many of you are with me on that? But this is what I find in my area of quirkies. If I can get one step closer each day and you step back after a year and you look and it's like 365 steps in the right direction over the last year. Oh my gosh, God, you are real. You're alive. You know, sometimes I got my, my areas, you know, my, my quirky, sometimes I'll be a little snarky with my wife. How many of you, oh, I know nobody here. I'm the only one, you know, and I'll be a little snarky and, um, and, and I'll, <laughs> I'll be like, she'll say something. I might be tempted to say something. And the Lord's like, hold it, hold it, hold it. And then I'll hold it. And he'll say to me, you're doing better. And I'll be like, thank you, Lord. Because before, I would just let her out. How many of you know what I'm saying? And God's like, okay, Lord, I thank you that I'm growing in that area. Are you with, okay, look. Don't ever, are you agreeing, honey? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to close with this scripture. <laughs> Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. It says, For the remarkable, undeserved grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to everyone. Now look at what it does. God's grace, it teaches us to reject ungodliness and worldly immoral desires and to live sensible, upright, and godly lives with a purpose that reflect spiritual maturity in this present age. Grace teaches us. That's what it does. Grace teaches me. What does it teach me? It teaches me to reject ungodliness. It teaches me to worldly passionate desires. It, it teaches me to live a sensible, upright life. That's what the grace of God does in my life. And I think when we, when we go all the way back to the very first scripture, he said, through Moses came the law, but through Christ came undeserved favor with God. Or now blessing upon blessing is heaped upon our life. But we must cooperate with the favor of God over our life. Because if we don't cooperate, it's like opening up all the windows and God saying, the favor is on. You say, Lord, I'm not feeling it. And he says, I need you to agree with me. I need you to apply my word. I need you to ask me to help you and I'll help you in that area of your life. Amen? Stand up if you would. When I use the word quirky, hopefully that didn't just like go over your head. Because how many of y'all know? Let's just have an honest moment. How many of you know your quirkies? Just quirkies. You know what quirkies do? Quirkies, they should not discourage you, but push you to the Lord. Lord, don't leave me to my quirkies. Lord, don't leave me to that. Lord, I realize you've got a better way. Let's close our eyes for a moment. Lord, today as we talk about your favor in and over our life, God, we recognize that your grace is on us and that we are highly favored, that our relationship with you is totally different from the Old Testament. Lord, in the Old Testament, in legalism, the goal was to point out. But Lord, what you came to do is to lift us and change us from the inside. And God, I thank you for every person that is here. Lord, our goal today is to leave this place with our lens a little bit clearer, our understanding touched, so that we can walk one step closer. Say this with me. Say, Lord, I invite your Holy Spirit to change me from the inside out. Help me, God. I know that your ways lift and bring freedom. Lord, I give you my life. I give you my heart. And I invite you to be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.